What is happening? It's like zero o'clock a.m. Woke up early. Decided to get a jump on the day. There's there's work to be done. Okay, and uh, just so I'm clear, is there a reason why your desire to jump on the day has to interrupt my desire to sleep on the day? I mean, shit, we just played our show last night. The culmination of months of tireless effort on our parts and the parts of our friends. And instead of taking a well-deserved day off, you'd rather throw silly putty against the back wall of our pad? It's Gak, actually. Gakshally. Right, because silly putty would just be crazy. Okay, now that I know it's Gak, everything makes sense again. Woke up this morning feeling pretty lost, man. Like a little baby bird whose mama bird left the nest too early. Or Rachel Urblansky, that one time we drank a bunch of amaretto and went to Costco. Ah, Rachel. Free sample enthusiast, that one. You know she's Rachel Simons now. Yeah, with a third kid on the way. Nothing quite like being closer to 30 than 20 to make you realize that time is an indomitable fucking force of nature. That's my point exactly, man. The clock's ticking in our faces. Our backs are against the wall. And what? We're supposed to feel self-assured just because we played a little show last night? Were we even at the same show, dude? People were really digging it. And the crews came out in droves. Droves! When's the last time any of our friends did anything in droves? Uh, people were finally starting to connect with our message. I'd call that a major win, dude. It's not enough. For our first show? <laughs> it seems like enough to me. Revolutions don't happen overnight. Exactly right. Which is why we need to redouble our efforts. Thing is, how? I was so amped on the show just mere hours ago. And yet I wake up this morning feeling sicker than Rachel Urblansky after a liqueur-fueled Costco sample binge. Figuratively, of course, seeing as how I did not projectile vomit, ironically enough, onto an 18-pack of Pepto-Bismol. This is starting to feel a little bit like a personal attack on Rachel Herblansky, who by all accounts is now an upstanding, mortgage-paying, Scottsdale vacationing member of society. It's entirely circumstantial. She just keeps making her way into my metaphors. And, and, uh, just because it feels like my duty to ask, uh, the gack plays into this how? When I was a little kid, there was never a problem I didn't have the solution for. Not like algebra, per se, but like creative problems. Kids, you know, they always say they're bored. I'm bored. My mom would always tell me, you're not bored, you're boring. So I would always just find something to do. Find a solution. And that carried into adulthood. This morning, for what felt like the first time, I was searching for a solution and coming up dry. Time and again. So I figured I'd rediscover my roots, hoping something from the past would jog something loose in the present. Went to mom's place, found this gack, remembered how much I used to huck it at stuff. So you're literally and figuratively throwing shit against the wall to see what sticks? You could say that. 
Except when I used to throw Gak against the wall, I thought about fun stuff. Like, when was the last time Dennis Rodman drank milk? Or what color Melissa Carrillo's nipples were? Or how many Power Rangers it would take to defeat Superman? 1991, uh, light pinkish lavender, infinity, uh, unless they had access to kryptonite. That's what I always came up with, too. Man, getting infinity of something never seemed so impossible until now. I think you need to surf it off, man. There isn't even swell. Uh, well, let's just jam it out then. C- come on. I'll, uh, I'll fire up the old beat machine, huh? I mean, our neighbors hate us enough anyways. I don't know if I could even jam right now, dude. There's nothing. Nothing running through my head. No beat. No riff. No melody. No harmony. All I can think about is how far away we still are. And how impossible the journey to get there feels. Gak is an incredible artifact to find. Kids these days, all they want are iPads. We just wanted gloop. That's a pretty curmudgeon-y take. There. That one stuck for a second. I just remember it used to stick a lot better. Things like that, I mean, they lose their adhesive properties with age, you know? You could always buy a new batch on Amazon. (laughs) They don't make them like they used to. I'm gonna take a drive. Okay, sounds super healthy. Go, uh, go check out some, uh, coastal vistas. Uh, realign your chakras and whatnot. I'm just gonna go ahead and sleep for another six and a half hours. Hey, dude? Dude! Are you gonna make fun of my, like, yogi bullshit? Look, I can go with you if you want. Someone to go with you. Are you sure you're all right? Fallout from the burst pipeline includes a mounting death toll of baby seals. Our on-site journalist reporting the numbers to me, quote, IDK, but somewhere in the triple digits for sure. As she watched the marine life specialist scoop scores of lifeless pups out of the water with shovels and throw them unceremoniously onto a mass grave, she added that the scene would have been, quote, super cute, were it not so abjectly horrifying. 32 more accusations of sexual harassment in Hollywood have come to light today. The freshly minted spokesperson for the anti-Me Too movement, known currently as Me Too, what about me, parentheses, working title, came out with a statement today saying, quote, Hey man, look, those of us in the movement are feeling pretty victimized for the first time ever, and we're really not fans of it. The kids are calling it spoodily noodling, and it's not what you think. Los niños lo están llamando spoodily noodling. After 70 years of business, much beloved California-based eatery In-N-Out is unexpectedly shuttering their door citing that they just kind of forgot what a hamburger was all about. I mean, President Trump tweeted today that... Hold up, buddy. $10 cover charge. Look, man, I'm not exactly liquid right now. Any chance you could let it slide? If I make an exception for you, 
Then I gotta make an exception for the whole class. The whole class, meaning all the other people lined up on the sidewalk? A.K.A. no one? Welcome to the school of hard knocks, you fucking jamoke. Ah, got my degree in street smarts. Wow. You are a very aggressive Thor man. I learned from the best. Rest in peace, Jimmy Goldman. Is that a famous doorman? If you don't know, then I feel sorry for you. Sorry enough to let me in for free? <gasps> and dishonor the good doorman name? <laughs> Fat chance. You know, Jimmy had a name for sneaker inners like you. Was it, it sneaker inners? Uh, uh, damn it. Look, dude, I'm gonna level with you. The headliner at your bar tonight, Smokey Bagley, he was my jazz composition professor during my half of a half semester at college. Oh, college is a magical place, right? It fills your head with hopes and dreams. You know, years ago, I took a summer course on throwing a guy out of saloon-style double doors by the scruff of his neck. That's where I met Jimmy. He was my teacher. Little did we know at the time, we... he was teaching for his life. That's... Super cryptic, man. That's as specific as I'd like to be right now. Copy that, my friend. So, as a fellow learned man, you surely understand the connection forged between student and teacher. Master and apprentice. The dream chasers and the dream... Chasees. That's a serious bond. Oh, totally, Holmes, yeah. Hardcore bondage, for sure. Cool. Yes, exactly. You're living your truth by guarding this door. I feel that. But I just want to see my old prof smokes lay down some righteous baselines for old time's sake. Even more than that, I... I need a win right now. That's my truth. Okay. What do you got? What do I got? I got... A thing of chapstick brand chapstick. Mm, it's Burt's Bees a bust for me, brah. Purposefully alliterative? Accidentally alliterative. That's... Wow, you cannot stop, can you? Okay, cool. Uh, what else? I've got a Smush Parker rookie basketball card. <laughs> cool, cool. Moving right along. Uh, I have a $15 Barnes & Noble gift card. That puts you up five bucks. Uh, I'm a Kindle man myself. You're part of the problem, not the solution. Well, what can I say? I dig a low tent while I'm reading erotic literature. Well, that's it, man. That's it. That is all that I have left. That is the last of my earthly possessions save my guitar, my amp, and the clothes on my fucking back. You want those? You want my shirt, my pants, my watch? Please, just name it. Because I'm just about as close to having nothing left as a person can be without literally having nothing left. God damn it. I'm in a hole, man. I'm in a nasty fucking hole. And I don't know how to get out. And I can't get out by myself. I've tried, but I can't. The only person who I can turn to, who might know how to get me out, is right behind that door. And right in front of that door, is fucking you, man. That's it. It's just you. God. How can you be so close to something? So physically close that if you had Michael Jordan's Extendo Looney Tunes arm from the dramatic climax of the American classic Space Jam, you could reach out and touch it. And yet there's something in the way. Like a door. Or a man. Or an immovable attitude. A seismic shift in public perception of an entire musical institution, a broken system, a headstrong generation, a refusal to look backwards and recognize the joy you once derived from everything in the rear view. And suddenly those things make the physically close seem light years away. Makes you wonder what you'd give to open up that door. 
For some, the answer is nothing. Might not be worth it to them. But for others, for the few of us who have already given everything we have, the answer is everything else. So take it. Take it all. My clothes, my hair, my teeth, my fucking humanity. Take every last drop of my blood and my sweat. Take my legs, my hands, my eyeballs. Just leave me my ears and my brain so I can hear the songs of future generations heralding my valiant but ultimately unsuccessful attempts to revive an art form that could never be revived. Take it all. Just let me in the fucking door. I mean, uh, just the watch will be chill. Let me get a bourbon on the rocks, my friend. Hey, Prof Smokes! Prof Smokes! Hunter? Is that you, man? It is. In fact, me. Good to see you, sir. Didn't think I'd ever see you again after you mispronounced arpeggiated and then stormed out of my class declaring yourself the Kanye West of Community College. (laughs) I certainly had a flair for the dramatic back then, didn't I? But now I'm all business. Paying my bills and such. Good to hear. Yeah, I'm like, so good at paying for shit. That is... Mighty admirable, son. Anyway, Prof Smokes. Is it cool if I call you Prof Smokes? I mean, I'd prefer if you didn't. Sick, sick. I'll make sure not to use that specific combination of titles when addressing you then. Respect. Gotta give it to get it, you know? I appreciate that. So, anyway, Bag Daddy, I'm looking for a little advice. Actually, my man, look, I'm kind of just here to drink a little whiskey and unwind after my set, you know? Cool, cool. Yeah, we'll unwind together. Sounds relaxing as fuck. Could use a little relaxation. Not gonna lie to you, Funk Master Smoke. I've been a little high-strung the past few days. Things have been tense. Real tense. And I feel like, well, to be honest, I feel like I'm losing it a little bit here. <sighs> All right. What is it? Managers screw you over? Creative tension with the bandmates? You got a little writer's block? I'm trying to save rock and roll. I've hit something of a snag. You're trying to save rock and roll? Yes. From what, exactly? From, you know, death. Or destruction or whatever. Rock's not dead, my friend. I listened to Houses of the Holy on vinyl two nights ago. It's not dead to you and I, maybe. To those of us in the fucking know. But to the unwashed masses, Houses of the Holy might as well be Chopin's Piano Concerto number 1 in E minor. I'd actually listen to that on Sunday. Well, this is why you're a bad example of what I'm talking about. My lordy, you really are losing it. I really, really am. All right. So what's your plan? Take your music, put it out on the interwebs, spark a resurgence in the genre, is that it? Try to get rock back up to the top of the charts? I think it started like that, yeah. But now I just want to change the game, Smokestack. I don't just want to make rock popular again. I want to make a brand new artistic statement. Place my own stamp on the genre that brings it into the 21st century without losing everything that made it unique in the 20th. Well then... I think you gotta make like Britannica Analytica and or my great aunt Deborah Ann and make a big dirty splash all over the Facebooks. It's not that simple, Bagman. I need a vehicle for this movement that's more powerful than a Facebook group. I need something with enough influence and gravitas to disseminate my message on a national, nay, global scale. But I can't use a big label. They're the reason we're here in the first place. Mm, you know what I'm hearing? A lot of me this and I that. You know, Hunter... People have always loved rock, and a lot of people always will. What it seems like you want 
It's for people to love you playing rock. You're wrong. I'm sorry, Prof Sauce. I love you. I respect the shit out of you, but you're wrong on this one. At the beginning, sure, I wanted to save rock, but I wanted to use my music to do it. There were selfish motivations in play, but now, now my motivations are pure, philosophical, moral even. I'm not saving rock because it's a cool thing to do. I'm saving it because it's the right thing to do. Well, that's all well and good, son, but you gotta remember, rock is not here to serve you. You're here to serve rock. You can't expect it to give you all the answers. You gotta find some of them on your own. And that's gonna be hard. And it's gonna lead to moments of doubt. Like this one right here. I see. So what you're saying is I gotta flush out all the doubts. Do you happen to have a quick and easy doubt flushing solution on hand? Flush them away. Quite the opposite, my boy. You're gonna have to open yourself up to the idea because the doubts will be creeping in whether you like it or not. You see, the key, the key is to use them to fuel you, make you better, more resolute. You'll need that. You'll need that real bad, because even worse than doubts, there'll be mistakes along the way. Mistakes? Fuck, man, I can't afford any mistakes. Maybe your generation could afford to make a few, but you don't understand how much harder it is nowadays to just make a living, let alone make it big. The margin for error is razor thin, perhaps non-existent, and you're telling me- Well, hold up now, hold up, my generation. You think you're living in the golden age of getting screwed over by the big-time record companies? Least y'all have platforms to put out your own music. When I was younger, yeah, sure, we had offers. Each one more agent-friendly than the last. Me and my band, we ended up signing with a label who took advantage of our lack of know-how just to squeeze us out of most of our profits in the fine print. Once we split up the rest between the quintet, shit, we were barely breaking even. Sure, we got a little more exposure, but at what cost? So what you're saying is... I feel like you should let me finish what I'm saying before deciding what it is that I'm saying. Alright? It's just... You know, we're burning daylight, you follow? Prof, you you know it's already nighttime, right? Fuck. Fuck, oh fuck! Uh, Prof, are you blind now? The point is, it's easy for you to say the system is worse than it's ever been. But every generation says that. Take it from me, Hunter. It's all about using the advantages of the system you find yourself in while still sacrificing as little of your artistic integrity as possible. Hmm. Take advantage of the system without sacrificing anything. So I gotta figure out a way to get my foot in the door without paying a price. I suppose you could say... So what you're saying is, I gotta be a sneaker in it. That's not a term I'm particularly familiar... Good ol' S-bag, you son of a gun, you've done it again, you big sack of wisdom, you. That's not exactly a flattering characterization. You're like a goddamn pus-filled growth, except instead of pus, you just ooze fucking wisdom, man. Uh, All right, that seems like enough. Oh, please don't kiss me, that seems like an obvious boundary that shouldn't be crossed. I love you, Prof Smokes, I do. Platonically, I'm really hoping. I got a long drive back. I got a bounce. Don't really have any money, but I'll be sure to thank you by name in the Rolling Stone profile they write on me. That's currency enough, wouldn't you say? I would not. Right on. You're an absolute gem. Never change. Except, you know, with the times in whatever way you deem fit. Never forget you're the wind beneath my wings. Bring it on home, baby. Who the hell was that, Jamoke? 
Just another one of us trying to chase his dreams. That like uh, code for heroin? What? No. Oh, I I just thought you thought we were talking that long and that animatedly about heroin. I don't know. You you play jazz, so I automatically do heroin. No, not necessarily, but uh, then I uh, saw him kiss you, and that to you meant that we must be shooting up heroin. Just forget I said anything. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Why has he got us waiting for so long? I've got a print series that I need to get done by, like, last week. I already put it off three times. My guy chewed me out the first time, ripped me a new one the second time, and tore me a new asshole the third. I'm running out of things for him to bisect and or masticate. He's losing it, man. Straight up losing it. I mean, you should have seen him the other day. We hitched our respective wagons to a crazy fucking star, dude. Should we bail? We could totally bail. It would serve him fucking right. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Yo, are those Fritos? Yeah, dude. You want some? Chili cheese? Nah. Fuck. So you want some? Nah. Gentlemen, all of our troubles are over. I have a solution right here. Dude, you are such an asshole. You call a band meeting and then make us wait here for the last hour? Seriously not cool, amigo. We both got shit to do. Yeah, well, you know, Julio definitely has shit to do. Mad shit. Mad shit. Pause, Hunter. Rain in your frustration. For they do not know of which they speak. Is he talking to himself? <sighs> yeah, it's, he's been doing it a lot more and more. I'm starting to get concerned. You guys want to know what I've been doing for the last 24 hours? I'll tell you. I've been experiencing enlightenment. Cool. That's specific enough okay meeting adjourned that's all you did for a whole day become enlightened as periods of enlightenment go a day is pretty fucking expedient actually you didn't actually do anything oh i did something two words for you unreal records what what does that mean what unreal records that's the name of our label we have a record label as of 47 minutes ago i trademarked it Signed it in our names, and we are now three-part owners of Unreal Records Limited. As per usual, in your pursuit of finding a creative solution to our problems, you've somehow created more work for us. It's not more work, though. That's the thing. It's an official umbrella from under which we can distribute our music in whatever manner we see fit. We're not beholden to anyone, but no one will fuck with us. Win-win. I've never heard of a label that only has one band signed to it. I imagine every label that ever existed at one point, even if just for a moment, had only one band signed to it. Solid point. I hate to be a pessimist when it comes to something that I've apparently already been signed up for, but haven't people done that before? I mean, we're not the first people to start a label. That's why we do it differently than everybody else. 
They're trying to buy into this existing construct within the industry. We're trying to break down that construct. That's why what we're starting is bigger than just any old record label. We're going to start a fucking collective. Ooh, a collective. Yeah, dude. Your prince, bam, in the collective. Our music, bam, in the collective. Other people's art, people who identify with our message, with our philosophical revolution, blammo, in the motherfucking collective. We're betting on ourselves, but not just ourselves, the selves of us all. Okay. Uh, Okay. Uh, That last thing was complete nonsense, but I think I'm getting it. Was it nonsense? It was, yeah. Sorry, I haven't slept in like 36 hours. (laughs) I can see that. You look bad. Well, however bad I look, the inverse of that is how I feel. You must feel incredible then. Gentlemen, the seeds of rebellion have been sown. No more knocking on doors, hoping someone will open. We've built our own house. We have the key to every lock. And so the doors become ours. It's time to start our label. Fuck it. I'm in. What? Just like that? Yeah. I mean, the way I see it, we can go ahead and get in now, or we can think about it super hard for a while, obsess over the sunk cost we've already incurred. The brain cells sacrificed, the loves lost, the hours, days, weeks of energy put into making this dream a reality. And then predictably, that line of thinking will lead to a larger discussion slash airing of grievances that will theoretically feel cathartic and beneficial, but will, in reality, probably just end up being really fucking time consuming. And Hunter will end up capping the whole goddamn thing with this impassionate filibuster that is so uplifting, albeit at times nonsensical, that we eventually get convinced slash steamrolled into joining anyway. And the dude very clearly needs a fucking nap. So, let's just do it now. All right. Fuck it. Yes! And just so you know, I did have the filibuster on deck in case it was necessary. See? Saving time already. I'm just glad you're back, my dude. I was worried you were going to drive to a GAC factory and just jump into a vat of that stuff. That was on the shortlist, for sure. And, gotta be honest, I do love the name. Unreal Records, a portent of things to come. I mean, the future is going to be unreal. Unreal. And oh, so fucking rad. New Noise is a scripted podcast featuring new musical works. Featuring Hunter Porter, Maxwell Hamilton, Julio Macias, Joey Bertolini, Sarah Mitchell, and Robert Nagelhout. Written by Hunter Porter and Joey Bertolini. Audio production and sound design by Robert Nagelhout. Created and produced by Hunter Porter. That's it. Let's go get a beer. <laughs> Good job.